Hello and welcome back to A Slice of Bread and Butter. We're here for episode five of our new podcast brought to you by the charity The Bread and Butter Thing. I'm Mark and I'm one of the charity's founders and chief exec. And I'm Fiona. I'm another one of the Bread and Butter Thing team. We've been taking a look behind the scenes at some of the people that make Team TBBT tick. The Bread and Butter Thing is an affordable food charity and we've been looking at some of the issues that face our members and volunteers. And how accessing food that is more affordable has impacted them and their families. But, you know, it's not just about food. Most people are saving £25 a week on their food budgets, which means that they can then focus those funds elsewhere, which, as we know, is just feels more important now than ever. Absolutely. Mission critical right now, isn't it? So we make sure the bags are loaded with fresh fruit and veg, as well as things for the fridge and cupboards. It goes a long way to helping people access a nutritious, healthy diet too. Well, Mark, shall we introduce this week's guests? Uh, yeah, definitely. So for this episode, we've been to one of our newest projects in County Durham. Yeah, I went to Ledgate to meet some of the team behind our Eden Miners Hub. So we've got a fantastic double act today. Uh, and I'm not... Another fantastic <laughs> double act no, today. I think these guys are definitely better <laughs> double act. So we've got Elaine, who's the hub leader, and Pauline, who's one of the volunteer team. And this hub was opened in April and it's already really well established and sadly oversubscribed every week. Yeah, it's in the old Miners Social Club. So there's a real sense of history in the building. You know, there's big black and white photos of the colliery mm. on the wall um, and clearly the pit was a massive part of life in Ledgate for generations but like so many others it closed in 1980 that's very swiftly followed by yep. the steelworks which followed later the same year so Ledgate is part of that sort of county Durham post-industrial sort of landscape and the Eden Miners Centre itself was closed for several years but Elaine is part of the team reinvigorating it now as a sort of new community centre. Okay, so let's hand over to Elaine and Pauline so that they can tell us all about life in Leggate. My name's Elaine Curry and I'm the hub leader here at Eden Minor Centre in Leggate. My name's Pauline Reid. I help pack the goods for the people in the Eden Miners hub. So we have today one box of cereal, we have one bag of cheddar crunchies, we have one box of Mr. Kipling's triple bakewell, we have a lovely pirate gingerbread man, he looks lush, we have a naan bread and it's garlic and coriander. Eden Miners Centre, it, it was the local youth club um, up until about eight years ago um, when they lost their funding and the building was standing, going derelict. Um, we took that on as trustees, just local village people, uh, to try and bring the building back up to standard. A local dance group use upstairs uh, three times a week and we have various events on here, we had a jubilee event. It was the Miners Institute, um, where all the miners came to do all their socialising and all their dances upstairs and, and all of that. It was the Eden Colliery. So a, a lot of people are coming and go, oh, I came here when I was a kid. Yeah, I was do. here every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll so, tell you what they did and yeah. who was here and who used to run you it. You painted over the graffiti on the wall. Yeah, the toilets have been painted. <laughs> Because we have, we have um, Halloween parties and things like that. 
and they older generation bring their kids and they're the ones that used to do the youth, youth club so they all know what it used to be like and they go looking for things that they've done don't they it's all gone now <laughs> So the, the hard part is getting the bags done, as ever. So we're giving people one bag of potatoes, four lovely big carrots, some nice little lettuces, three bunches of spring onions, some juicy plums, some lovely dark cherries, a box of really ripe, smell, fresh smelling strawberries just to go with the tennis. And then one random item which in this bag is going to be three peppers. Most of the shops in the gate are still open. The chemist's gone, um, the cafe's gone. There's lots of shut, but then reopened as other things. They've either been made into houses or flats. Um, and people, most people, actually work in supermarkets or hospitals and things like that now, don't they? They don't... There's quite a few industrialists yeah. around here um, that, that were set up once the steelworks closed because the steelworks was a was a big employer and in the, in the late 90s that closed down. That caused a lot of unemployment um, and Concept and Leadgate were considered sort of quite down at heel. There was a lot of government money injected into... Um, sites to to build factories so we've got we've got quite a lot of light industry around here now it's hard really isn't it well the, everything's becoming less affordable now isn't it i mean all supermarkets have put their prices up i mean they have a lot i think mm. so it's harder for people now we do have quite good shops in concert because we, you know we have like aldi and little and tesco's and morrison so, so there's, there's a big choice of food yeah but it is more expensive everywhere yeah, you know, I mean, people are talking about, you know, how much petrol is and things, you know, two pound a litre, it's like, it's just it's getting worse, isn't it? It's just mind-blowing. Um, you know, so it, it makes a huge difference if, if somebody's travelling to Newcastle for work every day, um, it makes a huge difference to how much they're spending. So, so yeah, so it, it, it's nice that working people are, are also open to, to getting this as well. And there, there are quite a lot of working people that come, isn't there? Oh, well, there is. It's not, it's not yeah. just, it's not just unemployed. Even. Nurses and yeah. care workers, shop workers. Mm -hmm. There's a variety of people come. Variety. Oh, we do. We, we have, yes, yes. We Dead cover, we cover more spaces. Yeah, and we'll have a good laugh and <laughs> a cup of tea and a coffee and a biscuit in between. We'll have a good laugh, eh? Yeah, Lindsay's always kind and brings cake and things forward, doesn't she? Sometimes we forget to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we make the coffee and tea, we drink it and we'll forget the bits. Yeah, we do have a laugh, though. We have a big span of people that want it, but we can only do up to 80. So we'll have a lot of people that don't get. Yeah. I mean, you get lovely comments and their faces when they see how full the bags are, you know, 
God, I can't carry that, it's too heavy. <laughs> and you say, here, I'll help you put it in the bags. And, and you, they, they just light their faces up when they see the extra bits that they're getting going out the door. Because if there's extra stuff, we'll have it on tables as you go out the hallway there. And we just say, do you want some extra of this or do you want some extra of that? So we use it up just because it was bananas last week, wasn't it? We had three boxes left. A lot of bananas. And they went. Everybody they went. got extra bananas. Uh-huh. Nobody tossed and said, no, I don't want any of We don't like bananas. Everybody took. So we ended up with none left. So that was brilliant. Overall, everybody's like really pleased yeah. with what they get. You know. I think it's the fruit and veg, isn't it? Yeah. Because they get a lot. It's, it's, it's usually really good quality. Uh-huh. It's, not, um, it's not like just rotten fruit that nobody wants it's it's really good quality mm-hmm. well i used veg. to last the strawberries yesterday so that shows you how long they last yeah we did we did have a lot of pears one week yeah the pears <laughs> <laughs> everybody had a lot pears. of pear crumble going on yes <laughs> everybody had pears and an extra bag to go out the door so it's good because people are getting to try things that they wouldn't normally eat you know, they're, 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 oh, they're, I've made this with this, and oh, here's an idea of what to do with an aubergine. Because a lot of people, it's not something people always cook with. It's n- it's not a northern thing, is it? An no. aubergine. No, it's not. It's considered posh. <laughs> I like it posh. <laughs> but uh, you know, some people are giving ideas. Oh, you know, roast it, roast it, chop it up, roast it in the oven with a bit of olive oil and and some salt and pepper, and it, it's it's lovely. One of our volunteers, he usually gets a set of bags and um, he gives it out to all his neighbours. He, he, he just shares it out, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He so, does, I've got to say. It's really so good. As he comes in and says, I've got one this week. Okay, we'll put your name on them, don't worry. Mm-hmm. My daughters get them sometimes. But when I get them, <laughs> I take them for them. And when I get home, they come and they say, I like this, I like this, I like this. I don't want any of that. And the other one will do the same. I like this, I like this, and they'll get the carrier bag with what they want, and then they'll toddle off home, and I'm left with what's left. <laughs> so I dish it out to people in the street that have kids, mm. so nothing goes to waste. They do a lovely range of cereal, I've got to say. We've always got different cereal, haven't mm-hmm. we? We've got to say that's yeah. good. Um, we always have bread or bread buns of Current buns, something like that, which is good. We did have um, one week where there was a lovely joint of uh, everybody got oh, a joint right. of bacon. Yeah, they did. A, a, a big roast. It was either, it was either pork, um, beef, and it was a proper one, and it had the oranges on. And if, if we left after we filled all the bags with any items, we refill. All the bags with the spares, adding little bits to each bag so everybody gets a bit more. It's seeing people happy, seeing people getting things that they need to help them out, to get them over the week, so they don't have to stress about how am I going to do this this week and how am I going to pay the electric if I've got to get food. And and I just, I just think it's a good thing to do, to help people. I quite enjoy the camaraderie. <laughs> because, because in my job I work on my own oh. and I work from home um, so I don't have that when you go out to work and you've got you've got offices and I've, I've always worked in factories and offices and things like that um, so I quite enjoy the camaraderie and, and again yeah it's, it's, it's nice to feel like you're doing something decent in the world isn't it
Before we uh, reflect on some of the things that Elaine and Pauline have been talking about, I wondered first whether we should talk a little bit about how we choose where new hubs should open. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose the first thing to say about that is we don't work alone when we do this. We build partnerships with organisations such as local authorities or housing associations, for example. In this instance, we're working with Durham County Council and together we focus on areas with the greatest needs. So we will look at a range of factors. And I I suppose one of the key ones for us is making sure that we understand what other food provision there is in an area and where places sit on the index of multiple deprivation. So once we know that, we know which towns or suburbs or villages we're heading to and then we work with other partners to find a suitable venue which wants to work with us. And in this instance, it was Eden Miners Centre and it's a perfect fit. It's well known, established location within the community and it has a great access for us in the van and for volunteers and members to get to. And now we're part of their regeneration plans. So, yeah, we heard Elaine explaining that Ludgate's actually quite well served for local supermarkets, but Mm -hmm. that there are still... You know, they're still out of the price range for many people living locally, particularly now prices are sort of rising and rising. So I dug out the aforementioned index of multiple deprivation um, to have a look at where Leadgate sits sort of in the national picture. Um, And so most recent data was collated in 2019. uh, So it's clearly due another one next year. But it's presented in a sort of colour coded map you know, so with a breakdown of all the different component factors calculated within the index. So whether that's... Like a heap. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you can look at it for income or health or housing or crime or education or any, you know, one of the factors that they include. And if you think of it sort of as a sliding scale with tier one being the most deprived 10% of the country and tier 10 being the least deprived in the country, one of the key factors that stood out for me was employment deprivation. So Leadgate is in tier one. It's like the top 10% um, of the most deprived areas for employment in the country. So, you know, meaning that obviously there aren't very many jobs to be had locally. So people have to travel for work, which at the moment is eating up their budgets in petrol money. Yeah, and as Elaine and Paulie mentioned, they're often travelling to lower paid jobs in hospitals and supermarkets, etc. So Leggate is a really useful place for us to be because if people are struggling to access employment locally or are in low wage jobs, then they are more than likely struggling with food insecurity. And that's something that Elaine and Pauline pick up on. The need locally from people who are employed but not earning enough to consistently feed their families well. So well, that's true sort of across the picture for bread and butter thing because extrapolating that across all of our hubs, you know, just over 40% of our members are in some kind of employment. You know, whether that's full or part-time, they are working. I'm a little unnerved with your data and your extrapolation this week, Fiona. This does feel a bit geeky for you. So you should be feeling very much at home, Mark. I, I do feel at home, but <laughs> I'm unnerved by you, I feel. So <laughs> when we were setting up Bread and Butter, one of the founding principles was that we wanted to be open access. No joining criteria, no forms, no means testing, because we recognised that were, there were people, are people in full-time jobs who are paid such low wages that even being in work doesn't guarantee you can afford food or put food on the table. 
but by focusing on the location of our hubs and making sure that they're set within low-income or deprived communities, we can make sure that we reach the people who need it most. Yeah, and people like Elena Pauline are absolutely instrumental in that. So as hub leader, Elaine's like the linchpin, the connection between the community and the hub and us. And she's recruited a fantastic team of volunteers, you know, including Pauline, who, you know, they're they're a community amongst themselves and they really look out for their friends and family and neighbours too. Which is brilliant. And there's a real sense of friendship and community within the volunteer team. They clearly really enjoy the weekly get-togethers and they're spreading the impact as widely as possible by making sure nothing is wasted and sharing extras with others living locally. They're really helping us maximise the benefit of our food Here we have volunteers buying bags for their neighbours or like Pauline for their family. And then what she has that's, you know, left over, she distributes amongst her neighbours too. So, you know, it's got this vision of all the streets around Pauline's house sort of smelling of banana bread or pear crumble when there's a glut of extra (laughs) fruit. Um, You know, and like others, they share their cookery tips too, um, especially for, you know, the sort of more unusual or the posh stuff like aubergines. Mm. So, Mark, I wondered if you were to pick a posh vegetable, what would it, what's your poshest mm. vegetable? Well, you see, I think earlier on in the episode, Sandra picked out the poshest vegetable because I'd never even heard of a daikon before Sandra mentioned it, even though it's come through the Bread and Butter Network. So I, I, I think I'm going to fudge it slightly in my best accountant and say I'm going to go salad instead and say alfalfa just to resonate with our Bavarian friend Arne. OK, well, uh, no, I like it. Um, is alfalfa really a vegetable? I don't know. Um, <laughs> personally, I think mine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think mine's kale. Oh, I do like it. So do you not you think, see, I don't think kale's posh. It's cabbage. Is it, well, you know, I know that, but it sort of has such a sort of celebrity diet, sort of Gwyneth Paltrow vibe about it. Not always a good it sort thing. Of, it feels feels sort of kind of elitist, yeah. but also a little bit worthy. Mm. You know, so you are right. It's just posh cabbage. Um, I think I'd rather have an aubergine if it was me. Um, but I think we should say thank you to uh, Pauline and Elaine yes. for talking to us. Definitely. Thank you so much. And we should also say that if they've made volunteering sound fun, and if anyone listening would like a bit of that, then we have over 70 hubs to choose from. Or you'd be very welcome at one of our warehouses. All the details of how to get involved are on our website at breadandbutterthing.org. like to know more about the bread and butter thing and what we get up to you can find us at team tbbt on instagram and twitter or linkedin and if you have any feedback or thoughts on the podcast you can get in touch by email at podcast at bread and finally we're always open to new members at all of our hubs so if you or anyone you know would benefit from our affordable food scheme you can find your nearest hub on the join us pages of the website and please do all those things that podcasts ask you to do like us subscribe to us leave us a review share us with your friends and say nice things about us on social and join us next week when we'll be doing something a little bit different and different we'll be yes indeed um and we'll be chatting about how the bread and butter thing came into existence we will indeed we will mark okay i'm writing some very very tricky questions for you (laughs) 